Well, hello to you and thank you for joining and welcome to your show, Food for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Spiritual life coach essentially is just a nice term I like to use for ministry and you hear a lot of talk about life coaching these days and I love to add add the spiritual part to it because that's essentially who we are. We are spiritual beings. A little bit about myself, um, I did endure a lot of uh, demonic attacks Uh, from the time I was a child all the way through to adulthood. And I quickly found out as a child that you cannot uh, fight off demonic attacks in your physical state. You have to fight them off spiritually. Thus, a lot of the problems that we have a lot of these days are solved via spiritual warfare spiritually. So I highly believe that um, in order to coach your life, you have to add the spiritual part to it uh, as a passion of mine. So I have a question for you today. And the question is, where are you going? And what I mean by that, I know the average person is going to think, where do you think I'm going? I'm going to work. I'm going home. I'm going to the store. I'm going to pick up my kids. Well, we've got a lot of places to go and we have a lot of things to do. But the question is, when you get to the store or you get to the event or you get home, where do you go after that? Do you go to sleep? Do you work around the house and then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you recycle the whole day over again within the next 24 hours? And where do we go after that? I think you get my drift. The point that I'm trying to make is there's always somewhere to go, but do we ever stop to think, where are we going essentially? And what am I doing in this process of going and going and going? Because there's two things I see passing. That's time and people. Those are guaranteed. So in your walk and you're going and you've got to go to the store and you've got to buy eggs and milk because you run out of food and you got to hurry and come home and fix food for the dinner so everybody can eat. And then you can go to bed and then you start your day and you've got a list of things to do. Do you ever stop and think, Am I doing the right thing in my going process? The right thing meaning, am I having a lot of um, what I call charity and and love and compassion there? Nine times out of ten, you're not. I live in the Atlanta area and, you know, the traffic's really bad and everyone's going and you better not get in their way. You will get run over and hit. And if you are unfortunate enough to get run over and hit, you're going to become an inconvenience because you're going to back up traffic and people are really going to be in a bad mood. Then people are very angry. They're cursing each other out. They're just upset. And uh, that's very contagious because you've got somewhere to go to. You've got things to do too. Now you're backed up by an hour and you're really in a bad mood. So in the going process, has it added or contributed to your life in any way, shape or form positively? Uh, I know I'm starting you to think very deeply here. And that's where I want you to go. Now, if you think about it, when Jesus was going around teaching day to day, that was never uh, Jesus got to hurry up and go here. I don't ever see an example there with any story in the Bible, even the story of Lazarus when he was purposely late, but he heard their prayers the whole time. There was a delay, but he was purposely delaying that because he wanted people to know that even when I'm late, the miracle can still be performed and the miracles didn't just stop there. Some way since the Bible days and now somehow 
we've gotten in our hearts and our minds and our thoughts that we're controlling this. And if we don't hurry up and get to where we've got to go, something's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. So we're rushed and pressed and we got to get there. And trust me, I get it because I spend a lot of time in the airport and people bump into you and they don't care. And, you know, I've even been in situations where flights were canceled because of um, maybe something's wrong with the plane or maybe the road, the weather conditions were really bad. And people go nuts. People get really stressed out because somehow they want to get on a defective plane and they want to ride a defective plane to the place of their destination. Now, this sounds a little ridiculous, but it's very true. People get really stressed out in the airport. I was just recently one of the people whether my flight was delayed because of the storms. I was stuck in an airport somewhere. Uh, the winter storms. And yes, it was stressful, but I'd rather be nice and safe on the ground. Okay. Then to be on a, the, on a plane with a pilot who can barely see because of the weather and risk in life. And then when we risk life and God knows you get on the plane, the plane may be crashing. And then that's when you start praying and speaking in tongues, right? Even if you didn't speak in tongues before you start speaking in tongues because you don't want to die. That's a real situation there. That's when the prayer occurs. So why is it that we can't think that before in our going and coming and lying down and getting up and going again? Why is it that we can't be that way before? I want to read to you um, a couple of things from Revelation. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit has really placed on my heart, that we are essentially living in the last days. And just being in the last days, the Bible says, behold, I come quickly. And one of the signs that the disciples asked Jesus, what are the the signs of um, before you return again? And Jesus said, the love of many will go wax cold. Well, look at what's going on now. Look at what you see out there now. I saw on the news some kids, teenagers, laughing at a man drowning and he actually died and they thought it was entertaining you know you're in traffic and god forbid you see an accident and you keep going because that has nothing to do with you right wax cold the only level of urgency that we have right now is the level of urgency to do the things as believers that we're supposed to do that is to have faith hope love and charity and actually love is the root of charity and the greatest of these is charity i'm going to read that from the bible in just a second but i want to help you to understand how quickly it is uh that god says that he's coming and before i get into that i'm gonna give you another example i was once um at a hospital where i was working as a healthcare consultant and i saw a young man that was um, 19 or 21 years old had been shot and he was in a wheelchair it was a mobile wheelchair so i'm not sure if he was going to be in there for a long time but it wasn't just a regular push wheelchair either way he just worked so hard at talking and laughing because he wanted to feel like he wanted everyone to think hey i'm fine there's nothing wrong with me even though i'm in this wheelchair and the holy spirit said to me at that time i wasn't even walking in the spiritual walk the way i am now he said i want you to go pray with him and i didn't i use every excuse why i could not go pray with him i was too busy at work well this wasn't the right time this is not the right place maybe i should wait it was so much not even just anxiety but hesitation 
And sure enough, I didn't do it. And I'll tell you what happened to me a couple of hours that same day that I ended up leaving the hospital um, from that consultant job. I was at the restaurant. I got out of the car and I heard some loud screaming and I'm looking around thinking, what's going on? Is it coming from the restaurants? But no, there was a young lady, probably a freshman or sophomore in, in college, running towards me full speed. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, something's wrong. Well, she comes up to me and she says, hey, do you know who our savior is? And I looked around. And I said, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, is this a joke? But it wasn't a joke. She was here. She says, well, do you know who Jesus is? I said, yeah, I know who Jesus is. She's looking at me like, hmm, are you sure? I'm thinking, yeah, I do. She goes, well, let's pray. I said, okay, let's pray together. And at that moment, I was so impressed with her. I was so impressed with her boldness and audacity and her level of urgency when it came to God's word. I was thinking, why can't I be like that? And the second she left, the Holy Spirit said to me, that's how urgent you should be when it comes to my word. Because remember in Revelation it says, be prepared, I come quickly. Now, to say all that, I don't know what happened to the young man. I don't know. I hope that he's still living. I'm not sure. I don't even know if he's still living in the wheelchair. Hopefully he got out of the wheelchair and started walking one day. But there's something deep down in me that tells me, probably not. Probably not. So I left that day thinking, I can still pray for him. I just, I'm not with him now. You know, I can pray for him from a distance, but I think he really needed a hug. What do you think? So let's read from Revelation 3, 11, uh, chapter 3, verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And that that actually, you know what, the second verse I just read to you was from Revelations 11, verse 14. And the third verse is going to come from Revelations 22, verse 20. He which testify these things says, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. Those may sound like a typical biblical cliche, but I'm going to tell you something about the book of Revelation. It does not lie and it does not disappoint. Surely it is. There are things written in the book of Revelation that have come to pass already that are coming to pass now that will come to pass. But it says, behold, I come quickly. So in thy coming and going and coming and going and coming and going, are we thinking about what if Jesus comes back? while I'm coming and going what if Jesus comes back when I go to the grocery store and get the eggs and and bread am I showing any love or compassion to a screaming little girl at the store who's crying for her mother did I stop and say hey you know what let me give you a hug and help you find your mother did I stop and add any love to that when I'm at the airport and people are all stressed out do I stop and say hey can I pray for you that we pray that you get to your destination safely because that's exactly what matters the most right now. You, right? But at the end of the day, there's a ton of people at this airport. They got problems too. Someone may be going to see a loved one that's in hospice and dying. We don't know. We don't know. Now, if God has ordained and asked you to do something, for example, there's a place you have to go. You're, let's just say your job is um, an emergency room physician or you're a surgeon, or you just do something that affects other people's lives. I'm just going to go all out there and use that example, because you can say, hey, I got to go because someone else's life depends on it. Is it ultimately you that's saving that person's life? No, it's ultimately God. He doesn't need you to save that person's life. Now, you can help out and aid physically, and that's, you know, God always uses us as a vessel when he wants to, but he doesn't need you or me, you or I, 
to uh, save someone's life, right? So as believers, are we patient enough to understand that it is God the entire time that's allowing us to do these things, to go and come and to come back? Uh, I'll give you a, a wonderful example. I was just talking to a um, a nice man, very spiritual. He travels globally uh, with ministry and he does a lot of missions all over the world. And he was at an airport and he told me that God told him to go talk to a lady and he had to make a choice. The choice was, is he by any means be able to get his flight on time? Now, if he went to talk to her, he would surely miss his flight. If he got off flight, he wouldn't have talked to her. He would have done what God told him to do. Well, sure enough, he decided that I'm going to go talk to her. And guess what happened? The flight was delayed. It was delayed by approximately 20 minutes, and that was the exact same time that he needed to talk to that lady. Not only was there a delay in that flight, there was a 20-minute delay at that airport, at the destination where he was going. It was just a domino effect of delays. And he said, I knew that was God, literally delaying, causing a supernatural delay so I could do what he ordained me to do in my coming out and going. Now, remember, he's getting on a flight. And if you are a traveler, one thing you do know about getting flights, you are focused on getting on your flight. You don't even take time to listen to the Holy Spirit. It sounds funny, but it's very true. So think about that. Think about those things. What's really important to us when we're going and we're coming? Now, I'm going to read to you, as I promised earlier, from 1 Corinthians 13 chapter and I'm going to start at first verse. And it says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming as a sounding brass or a twinkling symbol. And I'm going down to number two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. All too often, we see a lot of things occur. We know people have these spiritual gifts, and we see people uh, these days. If you're a believer, you've seen some miracles occur, and I'm praying that you do. If you have not, you're going to. But all too often, we get caught up in a gift. We get caught up in what we're doing. We get caught up in our talents, and God gave me the ability or just the, the natural ability to get up, and I mean, and I got wonderful health, so I'm going to use this health, and I'm going to go where I've got to go, and that's what's important is me. But if I'm doing all these things every day and I have no charity and behind that charity, that's the root of that is love. I am nothing. I am doing nothing. Which is goes back to the wax cold. This really hits home for me. I'm going to tell you why um, I, I love being in spiritual settings and I love being around people that are spiritually gifted. And I couldn't understand for the longest. Why is it that? This person acted this way, even though they had this gift. Why isn't though, is it that this person said this, even though they had that gift? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. Two plus two wasn't adding up to be four here. Because surely if they have gift, they're supposed to love, right? Yes, they are. But it doesn't mean that they are. So it says it right here. If I have all these things, 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 2, verse, if I have all these things, but I do not have charity, which means I'm not giving and I'm compassionate and I'm loving, then I am nothing. So I'm going to tell you, when you're going, 
to the grocery store, you're going to the restaurant, you're going out on a date, you're going to meet to these events, you're sponsoring events, and you're um, going to work and you're going to sleep and waking up and repeating that cycle again. I mean, this is exhausting just saying, to be honest with you, if you have no love or charity behind it, all of your work is in vain. It's probably why a lot of us feel that way. At the end of the day, we feel empty. Because we go outside and we look out the window and we see an empty world. Well, it takes one person at a time to make a difference in this to make a difference in this world, correct? So you can be that person that can make the difference. So I want you to think about it and ask you the question again. Where are you going? Why is it so important for you to get there? And what are you doing along the journey in that process? As an example, I used earlier when Jesus was going, in every step of his journey, he took the time to heal the sick and raise the dead, to add sight to the blind, to give sight to the blind, rather. He took every opportunity to do whatever it is he was heavenly ordained to do. And he allowed this journey to be interrupted when possible, meaning through Christ. There are technically not a whole lot of things you can call an interruption. If you're going to the store and you run into an accident, well, there's a reason why you ran into an accident. Now, I can't tell you the reason, but if you are listening to that instinct, instinct in you or the Holy Spirit in you, and he's telling you, hey, there's an accident, get out and pray for him, or extend your hands out and pray for them from a distance, pray for them or with them, either way you do it, you pray, or you get out or you help them. Uh, something it is that God wants you to do, do it. Allow yourself to be interrupted. That is something I am often incorporating into my day. Not only am I just allowing my day to go and be ordainedly orchestrated, even when I'm in a situation where I probably don't want to be there, I tell Christ, hey, there's a reason why I'm here. So allow me to employ patience. And under my breath, I'm declaring and believing in the name of Jesus that my time, my effort there is not wasted. That's just how important it is to make sure that your life has purpose in everything that you do. There really is no rush. Recently, I was going to meet someone. I was on the way to a spiritual event and I got up in the nick of time and literally I found myself rushing. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, why stop? Why are you rushing? There's no need to rush. And I said, okay, God, I hear you, but I'm still going because I felt it easy just to keep going and going and not realizing that going and going and going was actually putting me again in an emergency situation where I felt like I had to hurry and meet this person, you know, at a certain time or I'm going to be deemed this late. So trying to perhaps please the situation, I don't know, but just as sure as I got into my car, the person I was going to meet called me and said, hey. I'm running late. And Holy Spirit said again, be patient. Don't rush. There's no need to rush. And then I'm thinking, I should have listened to you. <laughs> well, you know what? We're out of time. And I want to thank you for listening in. Uh, you can reach me at love, L-O-V-E, at Cardelia, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A dot com. My podcast is at podcast.cardelia.com. You can either look me up on YouTube as well, Cardelia, R-E-I-D, my last name. You'll see a bunch of your interviews. I'm actually going to start that back next week. I'm looking forward to it. Please join me as I will be hosting uh, several events um, coming up in the near future. But most importantly, um, I care a lot about you spiritually. 
than anything else. So I, I really do enjoy this. And uh, don't forget, you can catch me also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I look forward to hearing from you, your comments, your feedback. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I.